Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life and today I have with me who I've been following on Instagram for quite a while now. Uh, she used to be a groom and she's now a fitness and nutritionist um, who specializes in equestrian and I have Natalie Alexander. Hi Natalie, how you doing? Hey, I'm really good, thank you. Good, I'm so pleased you're on, thank you so much. So could you um, introduce yourself um, and just tell us a little bit about the work that you've done before and what you're doing now. Yeah, so as you said, I used to be a groom. I'm actually still kind of dabbling in that. I'm still kind of a freelance groom for a couple of days a week because I, d- I just miss the horses too much. Um, so I've worked with horses since I was like 16, uh, so a good 10 years. Um absolutely loved it worked in stud yards uh, livery yards racing yards I've worked everywhere eventing yards um ticked all the boxes um but then about five years ago I had a really bad spinal injury um so I fell off a horse and slipped two discs and that kind of recovered and then I actually caught a fall because anyone that's listening who's uh, worked in stud work some of the mares just don't lie down and you can't let that fall drop from a great height so you have to catch it and that kind of put my back out again um so which meant I wasn't riding for a year Mm. um but that's kind of what got me into the fitness so all the work I did there in the rehab and the physio and the strengthening work Mm. I hadn't rode for a year but then when I did get back on the horse I was like amazed at how much my riding had improved just through working on myself and strengthening obviously my both core my posture everything like that yeah um and that was kind of my light bulb moment and that's what made me get into the fitness and made me sort of I just want other riders to get that that light bulb moment that I had um which is why we're here now yeah I love it and like I said I've followed you and you've done a few like Instagram challenges which definitely help kick start if you're sort of in a bit of a uh, a funk or um and stuff you you set these challenges and they definitely sort of help boost and get you back into the swing of things um yeah definitely so with your groom career obviously we've briefly talked about it so what was your sort of favorite place that you worked at um and was it the stud or was it the racing yard which sort of yard did you prefer working in Oh, that's quite a tough one because it's kind of parts from each one that I really enjoyed and parts from each one that I really did not like. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. when I was on the stud, I absolutely loved the polling and I loved like prepping the yearlings from the sales, but I hated the summertime because all you're doing was paddocks and fencing. Um, <laughs> but then when I went to the racing yard, I absolutely loved breaking youngsters and getting on these babies and being thrown off and whatever else. I absolutely loved the thrill of that. Mm. but then at the other side of it there were six horses that need looking out so I didn't enjoy that bit no god <laughs> and then on the event yard yeah. I loved kind of taking these horses on and watching them obviously I wasn't riding them then but I loved watching them going off to these big four-star events and things so there's little bits of fulfillment from each one but obviously they all come with little bits that you don't really like as well <laughs> yeah and then with the freelance you're doing at the moment is it just like a couple of your clients that you just do a couple of days a week or do you work on a yard 
Uh, so I'm Yard for a private family. Uh, that's where I used to be full time before I um, decided to go part time horses, part time fitness. Um, I'd been there for quite a, few, a couple of years um, on a freelance basis and I went full time. And then I said, look, I, I don't want to do this full time no more, but they really want me to stay. So I just look after their like hunt horses and family horses now. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice that you've still got that relationship with them and they still want you to stay. Um, yeah, they're so, really nice people. So. Yeah. So us equestrians, I think us questions generally are feel grooms because like especially if we're freelancing we're on the go all the time so our eating habits are terrible let's be honest so <laughs> what can we do to um eat better and what things can we eat while we're on the go that's a bit healthier than grabbing a packet of crisps and a chocolate bar yeah so firstly I just want to say I completely understand it like when I was working on the yards I'd come home grab a donut and then run off and do my horses like my nutrition before was shockingly bad so I completely understand where you're all coming from yeah um but what you can do to kind of change that is the biggest thing you can do is just prepare okay I know everyone says it but seriously prepare your meals for the week ahead um physically prepare them if you can but at least make a plan of what you're going to eat um and that way you've got the boxes ticked and you're not left short and having to run to the shop and grab like a sandwich kind of coke and a packet of crisps um and meals you can take with you obviously tupperware is um the key here so Mm. you can sort of boil some rice the night before chuck some veg in there chuck a bit of chicken in there and you can eat it cold if you have to out tupperware box on your weight when you're going there and then you've covered your carbs, you've covered your veg, and you've got the protein. Because one big thing is, uh, I know a lot of fad diets tell you to cut out carbs, but us grooms need the carbs to fuel your day. So don't go cutting out carbs. Take some nice wholemeal pasta, wholemeal rice, throw some veg in there, a little bit of chicken or whatever protein sauce you want, and that'll be a really good lunch, and it'll keep you going until your next fine 10 minutes to eat. <laughs> yeah. And um, with your one of your last challenges that you've done not so long ago, you um, explained about um, like it was, I can't remember the full of it, but it was like a palm full of protein or a handful of carbs or something like that, wasn't it? So it was easy to kind of work out what you needed. So it's easier. It's not just like, oh, God, how many grams do I need? I need to weigh it all out. It's not kind of like that, is it really? I mean, in an ideal world, I guess it'd be easier to weigh it out, but we don't have time to do that. Absolutely. Like, yeah, as you said, in an ideal world, everyone would weigh out their foods and they'd know exactly how much they've eaten. They'd pop it in the MyFitnessPal and tell you exactly what calories you've had and how much protein you've had. But we don't really live in an ideal world, so we have to kind of make it work for us. So that's why I went with the PAR measurements, because you've got a rough guide there of what you need to do. And it's pretty much... um, it's that's for the woman that one the one part the yeah. the one yeah. part measurement um but it's pretty much where you need to be and also a lot of people are shocked about how much about the portion control about how much you should really be eating um so that kind of it's a little bit of an eye-opener as well yeah and you've also said about not depriving yourself as well so you it's you know as much as we like to have the chocolate bar or a glass of wine or all those treats and stuff you also say you don't need to cut them out either cut them down but not cut no yeah absolutely I'd never ask my clients to do anything I wouldn't do and I can't go without a glass of wine or a 
chocolate bar it's just not going to happen and yeah. I'm all about sort of creating sustainability and lifestyle changes rather than you go really strict for six weeks lose all this weight and then when you start eating normally again it all comes back on that's yeah. not helping anyone so yeah cut it down if you're having a family-sized bar of chocolate every night yeah you need to cut it down a little bit but don't completely cut it out there's no need for that yeah yeah definitely um okay so what sort of exercises because Again, as you know, and, you know, a lot of equestrians will know, after being at the yard all day, riding, et cetera, et cetera, when they get home, the last thing they want to do is exercise. Um, and so what sort of things could they do, like, around the yard? Or is there anything at home that you suggest that they could do around the home that doesn't seem like they're doing an exercise set, but they are doing it? Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. So as you said, part of that five day challenge I do, I do incorporate some really simple exercises that literally take 60 seconds. Um, but you can do them whenever you're on the yard. So if you're sort of waiting for a water bucket to fill, you can drop down into a water and then you target in your quads for when you ride in. Um, but obviously, we're carrying around water buckets and stuff all day as well. So not necessarily different exercises. But when you're doing it, if you always carry the water bucket in your right hand and you're walking kind of lopsided swap hands or carry mm. one in both so you walk nice and level it's just simple little things about that and also when you're mucking out I can guarantee 90% of your listeners always hold the fork in the same hand yeah swap it around because then you kind of even and think out uh just simple things like that and as also if you hop onto my social I've put quite a few videos up of little yard workouts because it's a little bit hard to explain but there's a yeah. lot you can do with a mountain block and a bucket of water yeah no and I definitely have a lot I've saved them for myself so like you mentioned the water buckets you have like a water bucket in one hand and obviously I don't know the technical term but you sort of bend to one side like stretch to one side and then you stretch the other side with the water buckets or you're doing walk lunges with two water buckets and stuff so um, so yeah, you could do that from the tap to the stable and it doesn't seem like you do loads of extra yeah. exercise, but it just sort of tops you up a little bit. Yeah, because you're walking to the stable carrying the water bucket, so you might as well lunge your way there. <laughs> yeah. And that's I think that's the, you the... Have a few fun... <laughs> <laughs> But like that's why your program is so perfect for us, because you thought being an equestrian, being a groom, you know exactly what uh typical days like so you try and fit everything around a typical day for a groom equestrian um so it doesn't feel like it's extra work um after a tiring day so that's really sorry sorry yeah I'll just do say exactly because I've been there I know what it feels like to come home and think oh actually it's now half eight nine o'clock I'm not going to do a workout now um whereas everyone else all the kind of standard weight watchers slim fast or whatever joe wicks plan the people not the kind of people that follow that have nine to five jobs come home and have all evening to chill and do whatever they want mm. we don't have that lifestyle so we can't expect ourselves to follow that plan and get results because it's just not tailored for us no no definitely not and it's definitely something like unique well i haven't seen many on instagram that Taylor, especially for equestrians um I'm not sure if they are others I'm sure there is but you're the only one that I've come across and actually like and you also in your stories quite often compare us to how we would look after our horse so 
you talk about, say, if a, a horse is recovering from an injury, you sort of explain that we would, you know, take it slowly and we'll just start walking and then build it up. And then you explain that that's what we should do for ourselves as well. We shouldn't just like do no exercise and then expect to go on like on a 5K run the next day if we've not trained for a 5K run. So you're very good at comparing to how we look after a horse to looking after ourselves as well. Yeah, well, I think we just kind of understand it a little bit better then, don't we? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, and like you said, so that was a... Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just saying, like, so a good example, like you said, when we're bringing horses back into work, we do the six weeks walking, then we do the trotting, and then we do the cantering. But when we when we start diets, we're like, right, Monday, I'm going all out. So we suddenly start exercising, suddenly cut out all the food we enjoy, and then we're, our body's like, whoa, what has happened here? And you just get overwhelmed and it's just not going to work. You have to do it slowly for it yeah. to actually stick. Yeah. And when you do those like stories and stuff, I just sit there and go, well, yeah, it's so obvious. Like we do this for our horses. So why are we not doing it for ourselves? And you just think, well, that's, it's such an obvious, it's just an obvious thing, but we just don't think about it. We always put our horses first. We'll always, we'll, you know, get the chiropractor out. We'll get, everything out to make sure our horse is okay but we'll never do that for ourselves and so sometimes you just need to <laughs> you need to look after yourself because uh, I think you've mentioned it before about a partnership and you can't have one partnership that's like fit and had all the treatments and stuff like that and then the other partnership is just getting on and getting on with it and not looking after themselves either well absolutely I think uh whether you're a happy hacker or you're out eventing like you do you are an athlete at the end of the day so there's no point putting all this work into your horse if 50% of the partnership being you is kind of just winging it through um at least it doesn't just doesn't make sense does it and I know we all do it with like the very best intentions we give the horses absolutely everything um and like it's when people spend fortune on lessons I'm like that's really, really good. I'm never telling anyone not to have lessons, but you're spending 50 quid a week on lessons. Why don't you just stop that for a couple of weeks, build your strength? Because at the end of the day, if that instructor's just stood in the arena shouting at you to add more leg mm. and you physically can't do it because you're not strong enough or you're having to stop because you're out of breath, you're wasting your money. Why not build your fitness first and then you can actually implement what he's telling you to do and then you can improve. Yeah, totally. It just makes absolute sense to me anyway so what common problems do you see when working with equestrians with like say the fitness or the nutrition and how do you help overcome them so we may have covered some of them already but what are sort of the the common uh things that people come up to you and say i want to do this and i can't do this for some reason um, so the biggest thing people come to me with is that i just don't have time and i again i completely get that but then We've kind of already covered that. Like everything I do is tailored to how much time you have and being a rider. So we've covered that one. Mm. Um, nutrition wise, again, it's just about preparing because they say, I don't have time to prep or I don't like this. So I can't eat it in the yard. So prepare for that. Um, but in terms of riding, I think the biggest one is the cardio fitness. People are I just I'm just so exhausted. Like I have to keep stopping to catch my breath or my legs keep swinging backwards and forwards. And and they just want exercises for the legs. But then when I explain to them that actually you need to kind of stop and work on the upper body to get you to sit deeper. And then we have to do 
work on your hips so you can actually sit into him and then we'll build strength from your legs because that's where that comes after mm. um so it's just trying to get riders to see the bigger picture and look at it as the long term rather than going oh yeah just do that with your legs and that'll fix everything because what we do with our hands affects what we do with our seat which affects what we do with our feet so it's just getting riders to see it as a whole picture rather than just stop my legs swinging by doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I <clears throat> I struggled with my lower leg. but it, And I thought, oh, I need to build the strength in my lower leg. But in fact, it's all from like your hips and stuff like that, like the strength in your hips and your glutes and, you know, and your pelvis area. And that obviously leads up to your core. Um, and then that obviously that leads up to your upper body. So it's not just, oh, I need to work on my lower leg. Like I have learned that I need to work on all that of my body to get strength everywhere so because it, it's all connected everything's connected isn't it so you, you can't just work in one particular area then then that will fix the problem it's got to be everywhere yeah 100% 100% it's like if your horse um you have to keep getting a chiropractor out for your horse because he's always sore in his SI joint it's not the SI joint that's wrong there's something somewhere else that is leading him to be sore there so it's kind of similar again yeah. using the horse analogy and then it makes sense to everyone yeah it really really does and it, I do recommend like that you follow um an athlete and her stories because it you do it just like I don't know if you just do it on the spur of the moment but sometimes you're just riding and you just sit there and you ride and you go oh I've just thought about and then you go and you wouldn't do that for yourself you would do that for your horse but you wouldn't do it only for yourself and why don't you do it and I'm like I don't know, Natalie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I'm riding, I always get these random little, oh, I wonder if that makes sense to people and quickly hop on live. And it's usually when I'm riding a horse that probably I shouldn't be filming myself on. But <laughs> um, so if it suddenly get interrupted halfway through my story, I'm sorry for anyone watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely love it. I really do. So is there anything else you want to cover that we haven't covered already about nutrition, about fitness? Um, do you have any programs on at the moment that you want to mention? So to be honest, I only offer one program. I get a lot of people messaging me saying, can I have a workout plan? Can I have a diet plan? And that's, it's just not what I do because I can give you a diet plan. Absolutely. And you can follow it for six weeks, but at the end of that six weeks, you won't have learned anything if you're just eating what I've told you to eat. So I like to teach my clients why they're eating it and how to get the results but how to maintain it mm. um because otherwise I feel like I'm going to fall into this this fad diet quick fix um category and that's absolutely not what I'm about it's about um building a lifestyle that you can fit around your busy lifestyle um but can take but get results you want absolutely get the results you want but learn how to maintain it um yeah. and also the a lot of mindsets so we cover nutrition training but we have like a, a team rider psychologist on board because um mindset is a huge part of it if your mindset isn't right no matter how much weight you lose you probably will put it back on if you aren't haven't sorted your mindset and yeah. so yeah i only offer one program um and it's like an entire coaching um rather than just diet plans or workout plans because at the end of the day that's not what people need because yeah. if they did they just download one off the internet. There's there's so many out there and there's Joe Wicks jumping around on TV. You could follow that if that's what you thought you needed. Yeah. But also it's the accountability and support you need. Um, so yeah, I just have one one main offer and then I can really focus on that rather than doing lots of little ones. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. 
Um, okay, so I always end my podcast with a couple of um, quick fire questions. So are you a night in or a night out person? Oh, well, see, I used to be a big night out person, but thanks to lockdown, now I'm like, mm, actually, the night in's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's been like that. Um, are you tea or coffee? <laughs> oh, well... Being from Yorkshire, if it's a good Yorkshire tea, tea all the way. But I can't do instant coffee. Again, over lockdown, I've become a bit of a coffee snob. I can only have it from a coffee machine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you wellies or heels? Oh, wellies. (laughs) Um, Sweet or savoury? Oh, sweet. Love a bit of chocolate. Good. My type of girl. Um... And are you a book or a film? Oh, see, again, this is lockdown. It used to be a good film, but now I love a good book. But then again, I can't read, I don't read non-fiction books. I can't do them. Uh, I just can't get into it. It has to be a fiction book. Yeah. Um, like something, learning about something. But yeah, book now. <laughs> so what are you reading? Are you reading anything at the moment? Uh, I am, and it's a really, really good one. So anyone listening, I highly recommend it. It's called The Chimp Paradox Mind Management, and it just helps you actually understand your brain and how you actually process things upstairs a little bit better. Excellent. Definitely recommend it. And are you um, a Netflixer? Do you like a Netflix binge watch? Yeah, a good series. You can't, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I think sex education was my favourite. <laughs> I was just going to ask you what, what one are you would you recommend at the moment that's on there, but you've just said it. Yeah, sex sex education. It's funny, it's lighthearted, and it's easy to watch. <laughs> Excellent. Well, right. So, where can people find you, Natalie? On like social media, website. Where can people find you? So probably the best place to find me is my Instagram, uh, nma.riderfitness, or I am on Facebook. And we have a free um, group on Facebook if anyone wants to join that, just where I post like nutrition and exercise tips uh, in there. And that is called, oh, I just changed it. I can't quite remember what it's called. Um, the Complete Equestrian Fitness Community. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate it. And I think this is really going to help a lot of people. Um, and I really like recommend that people do follow you because you, like I say, you do put um, uh, little fitness uh, snippets of videos that you can do around the yard and things like that. And some nutrition tips as well. So it's always good just to save them as like a backup. So thank you so much. No, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it if you are on apple Podcasts, please would you subscribe and leave me a review i really really appreciate it if you want to find me on my social media i am on instagram under cops equine shop underscore services and on facebook i am cops equine shop and services thank you so much and i'll speak to you next time
I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook, Cobbs Equine Services. Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people. And I will speak to you all on the next episode.